Welcome to the Bear Down Podcast. My name is Kenzie Fowler-Quinn, and joining us today is Arizona goalkeeper, Hope Heisey, fresh off a weekend sweep here at yes. home. Thank Actual you for conference. having me. Yeah, so excited to have you. You guys are one game left into your season, yep. so let's just kind of get right into it, okay. where, be where our feet are, and take us inside the ride that you guys are on right now. Yeah, I mean, we started out hot right off the gate. We uh, were the one of the only few teams in the country who started off with two wins against Power 5 teams. And so we kind of got off to a hot start. And then there was a little bit of a lull in the middle of the season. Um, and we started Pac-12 play actually 0-3. And then we went to USC, UCLA, and kind of our season took off from there, beating USC on the road and then going toe-to-toe with UCLA who's the number one team in the country. And after that game, I mean, we just had a consensus around the team that we're not losing another game. And we said that and we haven't yet. And we're in really good position to make the NCAA tournament, which is always the goal at the beginning of the season. So we just have this belief in us and confidence right now that I think is um, that has taken us from where we were to where we are now. So just the hot streak that you guys are on right now. You're mm-hmm. five, one, and one in your last seven games. And like you're talking about, that one loss was to the number one overall team, UCLA. Yeah. You have a top 10 upset in there, seven goals over two games this weekend. And you personally have been named Pac 12 goalkeeper of the week three times. So, what has been the biggest difference maker, maybe for you, or like you're talking about that flip in the season? Mm-hmm. What, what do you see, whether it's technique wise or something chemistry wise, what's been that big difference? Um, Well, after our loss to Cal, which was our uh, last loss before the UCLA one, we had a team meeting actually, we had a players only meeting and we came together and we said, you know, we're not gonna win a a Pac-12 game unless we believe we can win a Pac-12 game. And so we went into that USC game, believing that we could win and we did. And so it was no longer like a fake it till you make it type thing because we had made it. And so um, I really think we just shifted our mindset. Like we were always a a great technical team. We could keep the ball. um, And it was mostly just like, we got to the point where we didn't want to compete anymore. We wanted to beat people. And that has kind of propelled us throughout the season. And we've been on must wins ever since that uh, part of our season. And so like we approach every game as a must win and we've kind of passed those tests with flying colors. Yeah, so you're talking about the pressure being on and Mm -hmm. your position to me as a fan just seems so nerve wracking being a goalkeeper. Like you're the last line of defense, Mm -hmm. you're wearing a different colored jersey, right? Everyone's staring at you. You get to watch and like feel that pressure all the time. So take us into like your mindset as a goalkeeper and is it physical demanding or is it mental? I mean, the most physically demanding stuff happens during the week into the build up to the game because Physically, the games aren't as difficult for a goalkeeper because you're not running around as much. And so that it's really all about mental concentration and mental focus to even though you're not may not be involved in the game for spells of 15, 20 minutes, you still have to make sure you're organizing, communicating, like being in the right position. And so it's all about your mental concentration and that discipline that you have to have. Um, and for me, the, what has helped me a lot is being very process oriented, because if you worry too much about the outcome, then you're not going to perform well. So for me, I just take every minute one at a time, every situation one at a time. And usually by the end, you can sit around and look at your overall performance and be content with where you're at. When I go out to a game and I 
you know, to stand off to the sides or whether I'm sitting in the stands, I can hear two voices the most. And one is Coach Moros and the other one is your voice. Mm -hmm. So how like sore are you from just, yeah. you're constantly talking and, and yelling, trying to get your teammates attention and whether it's yeah. you're seeing something, how much does that go into uh, what a goalkeeper does in that communication. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing that I personally had to work on because I am kind of a soft-spoken individual, yeah. but um, out on the field, like I realize how much influence and impact my voice has because I can see the entire field, right. whereas my teammates cannot. And so just being able to communicate with them to be in the right position, because soccer is a game of inches. If you're just one step you know, to the right or to the left, that can be the difference between a breakdown or not. And so it's my job to help organize them because again, like I'm not doing as physically strenuous work as them. Right. And so I can help them stay mentally focused. So I'm just curious, like, how do you stay loose? Cause you're some, mm -hmm. sometimes if you guys are dominating, you may not even see your teammates. Right. Uh -huh. So like, yeah. how do you stay loose? And all of a sudden you've got to get ready to, yeah. you know, defend. Um, well, the way that we play is like our possession oriented style. I get involved a lot in the attack. So I always have to be moving a little bit to be in positions of support in case my defenders want to play back to me. Um, but again, mostly it's just that mental concentration and discipline. Like as the ball moves as a goalkeeper, you should be adjusting your positioning with every time the ball moves. So just the little movements here and there. Um, which become muscle memory over time. That's kind of how you stay engaged with the game. And so talking about Coach Morris mm -hmm. being that loud voice also with yours, you're playing for her your second year, yeah. her second season. What was that transition like for you and what does she bring as a head coach? Yeah, I think the transition was very drastic because the style that we played before she got here versus style that she tried to, that she has tried and successfully implemented here was completely different and so you basically asked her to go august 1st 2021 give her three months right. to implement all that stuff because the college soccer season is the shortest college sports season in the ncaa and oh, all while fact. yeah all while trying to you know play 20 games in a season so that was like a huge uh, like a tall task for her to try and do. And I feel like a full calendar year later, we're starting to see the fruits of her labor and um, show why the style that she like wants us to play, why it has been so successful, because it's her belief that possession is our best defense. Because if the other team doesn't have the ball, then they're not going to be able to score. So like, I feel like that's where a lot of our um, defensive reliability has come from. And I've heard her say that uh, just talking about like the rebuild or the reshift of mm -hmm. her style, you take care of the little things and yeah. the results will show. And I feel like we're starting to see that with this late surge. But what are those like little things that you guys are really focused mm -hmm. on? Just the everydays that yeah. maybe show up now. I think before she got here, we were a bunch of great athletes that played soccer and she has made us great soccer players, like just continuing to improve technically and tactically um just the i'm not like in all the field player sessions because the goalkeepers train separately mm -hmm. but you can tell like they're working on the smallest minute details in the technical aspect that have real large implications for how we play the game mm -hmm. and just seeing the growth in like soccer iq and technical ability in my teammates i think that has been really re rewarding and that has helped contribute to our success just to switch a little bit, mm -hmm. fun fact for anyone listening, we have a little 
similarity in that we yes. went to the same high school. Mm -hmm. We both graduated from Canyon Dolo High School or CDO as we call it. Yeah. We're like 10 or something years apart. Yeah. Um, but um, we, yeah, yeah just I'm just a little older. <laughs> um, but let's take it back. So talk mm -hmm. about now, let's take it back to the high school days. Um, tell me about, you know, your upbringing and then going to CDO. Mm -hmm. I know you committed young. Yes. Okay, so let's start there. Yeah. So I committed, so I was playing club soccer since I was like eight years old. Um, but I had been like in middle school, I played different like volleyball and basketball and like different sports for like middle school. And I wanted to do the same when I got to high school. And then I committed to U of A uh, the summer after my freshman year. So very early, I was only like, like barely yeah, 15, 15 years old. Um, but I still wanted to continue to play volleyball and basketball. And basketball is the same season as soccer here for high school sports in Arizona. Yes. So I actually didn't play high school soccer until my senior year, but I still played club. So you didn't play soccer until your senior year in high school? Mm -hmm. That's crazy to me. Yeah. So you just wanted to you just wanted to play like the first five a little bit. Was it more just like a mental thing or did you want to just kind of like cross train a little bit and make you better? athlete overall yeah it was a little bit of both um I you know I love volleyball and I love basketball so much and I felt like given my position as a goalkeeper both sports were going to be great in like cross training my skill development as a goalkeeper and also like you hear stories all the time of kids who specialize too early and get burnt out and I like wanted to make sure that I had as diverse a sports profile as long as I could because I felt like that would help me uh, mentally not you know get so drained with just soccer yes i think that's such an important message especially for the young ones mm -hmm. so you volleyball basketball soccer what else did you do when you were little um i played flag football flag football yeah okay nice <laughs> yeah okay. now i have to ask your dad is a baseball coach mm -hmm. uh, dad jason played here yes under uh, coach kindle yeah softball Softball, I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, mm -hmm. yeah, I tried it out, and I thought, oh, I don't want standing. So then I became a goalkeeper, which is basically only standing. That's <laughs> true. Goalkeeper to me, obviously, I play softball, mm -hmm. and goalkeeper is catcher. Yes, my dad so. makes the same comparison yeah. all the time. Right. Yeah. So, so if you didn't play soccer, soccer was not available. Yeah. That's where we would do to it. Um. I loved basketball more, but I probably would have had more success playing volleyball because, yeah, because even when I was just playing high school, I would hear about certain um, colleges being interested in me because I was a setter for volleyball. You were a setter? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so, but, hey, setter, catcher, goalie. Mm -hmm. I think it was more like the hand yes. like eye coordination yes. and everything which i felt like helped me become a better goalkeeper too so what did you take from basketball my uh goalkeeper coach my first year here uh one of the things i was learning to become a college player i was kind of thrown in the mix and he told me like one of my strengths that helped me be successful my freshman year was my ability to read crosses and he said that my ability to read the ball in the air came from being such a strong rebounder in basketball I love that. Yeah. Were you always a goalkeeper? No, I was a forward for a little bit, but then I wasn't going to be able to make like the top club team as a forward. So I transitioned to goalkeeper. Okay. And 
Yeah. Rest is history. Rest is history. Okay, yeah. so we talked about your dad playing baseball here, mm-hmm. Arizona alum. Your mom, also an Arizona alum. Yes. Tell us about her being here mm-hmm. doing something special. Well, she was the first woman to be Wilma the Wildcat. Yeah. <laughs> we love it. Mm-hmm. First woman. To first be woman. Wilma. Yeah. The, the year before was Wilma's inception, but she, uh, she was a okay. man. Yeah. And so the year after when they had the tryouts, she, um, tried out for Wilma and her costume is the scary looking one in the Hall of Champions. There's a couple. Yeah. It's like the scariest one. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. That's like such a good little fun fact. And so did you ever, when you were being recruited, both parents being alums, yeah. two son kid, mm-hmm. did you ever like, oh, it'd be really easy for me to get out and I want to see something different? Mm-hmm. Was that ever a thought or was it always like, no? Yeah, that was actually my main thought was like, I want to go somewhere different. And then I went on a visit here and I mean, I feel like a lot of college athletes can relate. Like you just have a feeling that it's the right place for you. And I can't like I have to be candid that like my parents and their alumni status and what they did here and like being part of the community was a huge part in me choosing to stay here. And like it was the best decision that I made. And I'm very surprised I made such a good decision at 15 years old. Honestly, uh, I don't know about the soccer recruiting rules, but I know the softball recruiting rules changed. Yes, they did for soccer. I think it's great. I could have 14, you could have 15. That's crazy. That's crazy. I know. Yeah. Luckily, it was easy because, you know, local and you didn't have to buy any clothes. You probably had a bunch of you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so on the field, off field. Let's talk about your major. You're a senior yes. in your academics. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your major? I just always think that's so interesting. And then how did you kind of navigate those that? Yeah. So I'm a political science major. And um, like throughout high school, I one of my big passions was civic engagement and politics. And um, I actually came into college undecided because I didn't quite know what I wanted to study. I was interested in a lot of things. And then I took a couple like gen ed classes that were kind of navigated towards that major to see if I was interested in it and I loved it and so I declared after my uh first semester wow so that's pretty early that's good that you knew what you wanted and I know you're a big part of the Wildcats Vote Initiative and of yes. course like it's election week so this is perfect time to talk about it why is that so important to you just because your life everything in your life is related to politics in some manner or another even if people don't always like to talk about it, still there's every instance of kind of your general environment has something to do with the decisions that people make where you actually have the power to decide who those people are. Um, and so continuing to stay civically engaged is really important to me because it has huge implications for what you're able to do in the future. It makes me so happy when I hear that coming from and you may not feel young this year, you know. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think I had that mindset when I was your age. So that's really impressive. Okay, so before I forget, I would like to read some of your stats uh for you. To you. Um you are second in program history in career shutouts, fourth in the Pac twelve in save this season. You've also played every minute of every match this year, and you just celebrated Senior Day as you are a senior. Mm-hmm. 
but with the COVID year, things can change. So I'm just curious if you have thoughts about your plans for next year. I am coming back next year to play my fifth year. I made the decision a little while back, but I haven't officially come out and said anything. So, yeah. Um, well, I feel like I can speak for any athlete who had to play through that COVID year. It didn't feel the same as all the other years. Like, um, I feel like we definitely deserved an opportunity to take a fifth year if we felt that we needed, that we wanted to. Um, and it, I kind of, I haven't gone like back and forth, but I didn't, wasn't really going to make a decision until after last season. And then I decided I'm going to come back because um, first I would have a chance to get my master's degree, which I felt was really important to be able to leave school with that. And secondly, like I would have a chance to play in the Pac-12 for five years, be a part of a program that I have looked up to since I was little and kind of continue to make my mark and leave my impact with my teammates here. And um, I believe tremendously in what the coaches are trying to build here as well. And I want to be a part of that as long as I can. So the coaches now? Yes, yes the coaches okay, that's good. I want to make sure. Yes. <laughs> Just letting you know. Yeah, just letting you know. I'm coming back. But but congratulations. That's a big decision. So Thank you. I'm happy for you to have some peace with that and mm -hmm. have the decision be out there. And I'm sure your teammates are very excited as well. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So before we let you go, I just want to end this segment with just something a little quick hit or something really fun. Okay. Um, I'm calling it quick, quick pat. So first, first. yeah. Thank you. Um, first <laughs> answer that pops into your head. Okay. I want to hear it. All right. right. So. Nicknames growing up. Everyone calls me Hopi. Hopi. Yeah. Okay. That's cute. Yeah. Guilty Pleasure TV show. Grey's Anatomy. I yes. love Scandal, right. but you know, Grey's Anatomy is so dramatic, but I just love it. Okay, so you're a Shonda. Shonda I'm a Sh Stan. I love all the Shonda shows. <laughs> Shonda Stan. Yes. Uh, Bridgerton. Yes. Love Bridgerton. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to think of what else she's. I know she did the Princess Diaries too. Which is probably why I like that one so much. Um, but yes. yeah, Shonda, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, love that. Uh, best concert you've ever been to? One Direction. Yes. Yeah. Amazing. When I was in middle school, yes. I would see One Direction with my friends, and it was awesome. Okay, middle school was that your first concert then? Um, no, I went to see R Five in concert. They like uh, <laughs> um, the guy who played Austin from Austin and Ali, Ross Lynch. He was in a band with his siblings, and they were called R5, okay, okay. so I loved them. Okay, so yeah. like a little Disney. Yes. Yes. Okay, but, but One Direction. One Direction. Where did you see them? In Vegas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fun. It was really fun. Awesome. Okay. And then last one is, um, oh no, two more, sorry. Your go-to karaoke song. Ooh. Like, Call Me Maybe by okay. Carly Rae Jepsen, okay. you know? Yes. Yeah. Back to, I think it was 2012. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's a lot. It's a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, and then last is, what is your go-to coffee order? Coffee order. I love um, an oat milk latte with coconut. Mm. Yeah. Okay. That's simple. Mm -hmm. Do you drink coffee on game days? 
If it's a night game, yes. Okay. If it's a day game, I can't drink caffeine that close to the game yeah. because right. otherwise I get too anxious. Right. So, do you have to be like, you know, amped up, or do you need to be calmed down? I need to be calmed down for sure. Yeah, so, same way. Love that. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Of course. Thanks for having me. And I will say, um, Wildcats are at Arizona State this Friday to close out the regular season on the Pac-12 Network at 7 p.m. And we'll be watching. Fingers crossed for more games. Yes. To come. This Absolutely. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me.